Hello, welcome back to Manifest Her. This week we are talking about our new year, how we go into a new year and plan our goals and just all of those things and just catching up for the week. So how are you doing, Nikki? Hello, hello. I am doing great. Had a great week full of a lot of good creative energy, new energy releases. I actually started a detox this week as well and a fast. And so this is day five. Uh, on Monday, I started. I'm on all liquids. I'm not eating solids right now. Oh my gosh. I'm drinking about a minimum of 67 and a half ounces of water a day, usually more. This big guy. I'm drinking this whole big boy every day. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. I've been really delving in. I'm meditating for about 40 minutes a day of pure just meditation. I started, well, I already started, but this week I kind of really honed. But I've been reading my Bible and just really taking the time to connect with myself. And doing this fast is kind of part of that, you know. Obviously, I want to lose weight and detox from some things too, but I had gotten really toxic last year. You probably heard me say that a couple of times where I'm like, Brittany, I just don't feel good. I feel sluggish or slow mm -hmm. or swollen or bloated or fatigued or whole list of things of not feeling good. And I just feel toxic. You know, I said that a lot last year. And so this was kind of me kicking off of, hey, let's get all the crap out of my system. I was eating like pure crap, eating a lot of crap. I was drinking a lot. Like everything toxic is just kind of how I lived a lot of my last year, the majority of it. So starting out clearer this year and just detoxing it, tapping into my power. It sounds like a lot to be on an all liquid diet, but it's not really. It's not as hard as it sounds. Really? Because it sounds no. impossible. <laughs> There's no way I could live off that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what are you having for liquids? So I'm having, there's a shake that I'm doing. It's called Almased. So I'll just either have that or a Slim Fast. That Almased, it runs out when you're doing, I was doing three shakes a day. So essentially just re meal replacement with a shake. Mm. Slim Fast. I ran out of that. I had some leftover Slim Fast. My new shipment of Almaset will be here Monday, so I'll be switching back to that. But mainly this, it's just liquid shakes and then a lot of water. I'll have vegetable broth sometimes if I'm feeling like savory. What I've honestly learned that the broth helps me with is if, because Jensen's not doing it, obviously, right? And so that's the thing is he's eating all the food and like pizza and like oh my gosh all this stuff and so broth really helps when i'm feeling like i want something savory because the shakes are sweet so it's kind of like yeah sweet stuff all the time so it's like oh i smell pizza or i smell his freaking burgers or something so that broth honestly satiates that and what i've learned really Brittany, like it's crazy is as i do this because i've never i've done this as a kid religiously fasting my mother would have us tap into it for just short periods we would go like a couple hours a day we never went a full day or anything obviously being younger but i was introduced just to the idea of fasting and kind of connecting spiritually it's something i've done but not to this extent you mm -hmm. know and so yeah what i've noticed as i commit to this extent is that i don't i'm not hungry because you're drinking so much water and the shakes fill you up 
So it's not a hunger. It's more like a reminiscent, like, oh, I remember what it's like. Oh, my gosh. That is so crazy. I cannot believe the strength you have to have him eating normally in front of you. And you're Girl, just having in my face. I feel like he's eating worse. I'm like, are you trying to tempt me? You wasn't eating all this crap. It's that now he has to like figure everything out for himself rather than like it being for the two of you. So like all of the crap junk food is easier to eat for yes. one because I do the same yep. when my kids aren't here because it's just me. I'm eating all mm. the crap because it's easier to like microwave this, do this, like you know. So yeah makes sense but i don't have the strength to be around food like that and just we have it so how long are you doing that i'm gonna do all liquids for 14 days so I oh my gosh of 14 and then i'm gonna transition to one healthy meal a day for about 14 days until the cruise so it's 23 days until my cruise and so i thought it was the perfect time to not only look great and look my best but feel my best you know for the cruise i want that glow yeah. when i went to mexico with you and we i did something similar i did the 75 hard version mm -hmm. my own version at that time yeah <laughs> i looked and felt amazing and so i'm looking for that again i had gotten so much out of my system and really had tapped into kind of a willpower and i didn't even go as hard then i wasn't like all liquids are super hard detox. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just giving myself that space and it just opens up your mind and your spirit a lot more to tap in, you know? It does. When you're not giving in and you're like, I do have this willpower. I can have something right in front of me, great, and understand and tap into why I'm doing this. You know, it really does something else. I feel like I'm having more clarity when I meditate you know, a lot of what we process, like you're putting this junk and this poison in your body, it takes away from your mental clarity, mm -hmm. your spiritual clarity. And that's why I said I just felt really crappy last year. I was yeah. really toxic. You know, I did not pay attention to what I put in my body. I didn't exercise. Like it just was really not a good year in that sense for yeah. me. And so really I'm trying to kick this off because I'm going into 24 with full creation, with full intent right and stepping into my full power and so that's part of it is knowing i have the power in me and i really want to just hear and tap into my higher self and the source and part of like kind of denying yourself some of those things that you love normally or crave helps you to do that mm -hmm. if that makes sense it does i'm super proud of you i was the same way last year because but prior to that, me and you were very good at eating well, going to the gym, and last year was just something else. <laughs> and I ate all of my fillings. I didn't go to the gym like the whole year. I paid for a gym membership. I probably went twice last year. Mm -hmm. And this year, like, and then finally at the end of the year, I'm like, I got to change this. And then I had surgery on my ankle, and then I was sick for a month. And then, like, and it's just always something. And I like catch myself making excuses. Right now, my excuse is that I need to figure out a time to go to the gym because it's so busy at this time of year but also the time i like to go is right when i get off work and just go while my kids do their chores and homework and then by the time i come home we're ready to like start the night but there's all these high school kids there at that time and they just stand in groups around everything and they're just in the way and it's so annoying so then I'm just like, I don't want to be here and I'm super grumpy about it. And I'm just, I want the high school kids to just go a different time.
but that, that's when they get out of school and that's when I want to go. So I've just been irritated about it. And I'm like, I need to find a time that works. So I might start going in the middle of the day and just like take a break from work and go to the gym. But I don't know, because then if I'm like focused on something, then I make an excuse to not go because of that. And that's why I feel like after work is such a good time. But anyway, I need to figure that out. I need to eat better. I went to Costco hungry yesterday. Wrong idea. Worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> I went to literally just get stuff for the weekend and I spent $300. <laughs> Yes, because you got, were hungry. I've yeah, done that before. All the stacks. I got different bags of chips. I got a thing of donuts. It has the chocolate donuts and the powdered donuts. And I was like, this is so exciting. It has both. I got cheesecake. Like, all. did I get very much food? I mean, yeah, I did. I got some food. But most of it is just sweets. <laughs> like, what was I doing? What was I doing? Also, my kids were supposed to be home this weekend. And... I wasn't planning to have them home. And so I just ran. I was like, let's just get easy stuff. Cause I've been so needing a break for myself. And so I wanted everything just to be easy. I wanted no reason that we had to leave the house this weekend. I need to just relax. And if I don't have all of the snacks and stuff, then we're going to be like, let's go get something. And then I'm going to go spend more money on. So that's why I like wanted a bunch of stuff so I could actually relax. So I didn't have to make any meals. And I got a bunch of frozen stuff for that reason. And then their dad ended up picking them up yesterday. And I was like, well, I could have bought all the healthy food because it's just me. But here I am eating all of this crap. I have to stop. So yesterday I searched on TikTok, healthy food to buy from Costco. And I was scrolling through so that I could get ideas. So next time I go, that's what's on my mind. And I'm like, this is what I'm looking for instead of, ooh, this looks delicious. <laughs> Yes, Horrible. do not. I don't know why you went hungry, girl. You know, <laughs> it was because it's been there's been major storms here this whole week. It's oh, been really yeah. bad. And like my friend, it took her five hours to drive home from work the other day. And it's like a 40 minute drive. Ooh. And she was on the freeway driving and her car was spinning on the freeway and she would end. So her headlights were facing traffic Ooh, multiple girl. times on the freeway. It was so what? bad. So I needed groceries, but I wasn't going to, I usually have my groceries delivered, but I'm not going to have someone else deliver my groceries in those conditions. Like, I just feel like that's so selfish, even though, I mean, they're the ones out working. I still don't feel good about it. So I, Costco was like four minutes for me and I didn't want to go when I got off work because then that's when everyone's driving and there's more accidents. So I left after a meeting. I went in the middle of the day so that it would just be easier for me to go. And so that's why I was so hungry because I was like, right now is the only time I have to go. We got to go. So we left and I just bought all the crap. But that I don't work. Sense. Yeah, I was trying to be safe. But I don't work on Monday or Tuesday. So I feel like I've got to start going to the gym on Monday. And if I get so I have like my gym workout, but because I'm going to a new gym, I don't know where everything is and that stops me from going too because I don't want to sit and look around and like they don't have the same machines as the old gym so I have to find like what's equivalent and it's just so annoying. So if I can just make it through one week of doing that workout so I know where I'm going and what I'm doing, then I feel like it'll be easier for me and I'll just go. But <sighs> I got to get through this week. So since I have Monday and Tuesday off, I feel like that's a good time. I'm starting. I'm going to do it. Hopefully the weather holds up. How much snow did y'all get? Uh, I I don't know. I never Ooh. look at how much it is. If it says, 
Let's see. It's supposed to snow this weekend, too. It's just still snowing. Yeah, I still Monday. get warnings because I have my weather app that I love so much. And yeah. I'll put the weather for where I'm at. I'll keep it for Salt Lake. I like to know the weather for where my family is. So, like, Pennsylvania, Northeast. And then if I'm going on vacation or something, then I like to know the weather there. So, I'll have all these, like, weather things and I'll flip through. <laughs> Yeah, and see the weather in different parts. But I kept getting warnings for Salt Lake. Like, whoa, y'all are getting hammered. Yeah, we got a bunch of the snow squall warnings, which is so weird because I've never even heard of that. And then the last year, I've gotten like three warnings about it. But my whole life, I never knew what that was. Oh, girl, what is a squall? It's like when a huge, like, wall of snow basically is like coming through the valley so it's like it's not dangerous to be driving so they send like the you know how the amber alerts go off on your phone yeah they send those for the and tell people it's basically telling people get off the road right now because it's coming and Ooh. if it comes while you're driving you'll it'll just be normal and then it'll just hit you like i didn't see it this time because of where my house is positioned i don't have a good view but my apartment mm. i did the last time there was one and i walked out and watched and you could literally see the wall of snow moving across the valley. What? It was super thick. It was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful here. We're enjoying all the good weather. <laughs> I hate you. I hate it so much. I hate the snow. I didn't take my kids to school two days this week because I was like, I'm not driving in this. I'm not doing it. So. Yeah, it's been gorgeous here. We're That's getting amazing. a lot of rain. I think when most places have snow, we're getting rain, which I love. Me I enjoy too. a good. I feel like for a couple years when I was in Salt Lake, we weren't getting good rainstorms. Yeah. And so I had kind of missed them, you know? And so I'm soaking it up. Like it'll just pour. Sometimes it'll do it all day and it's so witchy. So, like the other night, we actually had a tornado warning. That was a little scary, but the sky and like the way it looked and just being in such like a city with a soul. And then we went down to the river and just watched the clouds. Like they were so low and they were going so fast and river was choppy. It was just like super cool. So I've been really enjoying. And then it'll be that or it'll be sunny and warm. And so today it's like super beautiful. Yesterday it was like so warm and sunny and pretty. What's the like, temperature uh, there? Feels like spring. It's like 60. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That is incredible. I feel like I need to be going with you. I need to go back and forth. (laughs) This isn't working for me anymore. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yes, girl. So it's been a week. And then let's see what else. I'm down six pounds since I started my fast on Monday. So very excited about that. I'll share it with everyone, but I had never been over 200 pounds in my life until like last year for sure. I broke that. And so I just kept watching my scale like as I was getting toxic and not doing all the things. That scale just kept creeping up and I got up to 215. And so that's part of two. I'm like, okay, I got to draw the line somewhere. I'm a very small frame person. I always have been like I was a size zero in high school, Mm -hmm. you know, one, two. And so I'm really small bones and things like that. So for me to get up to 215, 
is quite a ways off. And so that's coming off. I'm almost under 200. Hopefully next week when we check back in, I'll be under 200. So that'll be exciting. don't use the scale very much because I care more about how I feel and, and how I look. Because I learned, um, I think it was two years ago, I had a fitness, um, like a personal trainer, like online. And he would like give me my workouts every week and have me count my macros, tell me what my macros should be. And my goal was just to be healthy. But because every week you he would have me like weigh myself and tell him my weight, I was so frustrated all the time because my weight was staying the same. So every single week he was dropping my macros. And at the time I didn't realize this, but in hindsight, I look at my pictures from that time. I looked so good and mm-hmm. my weight was staying exactly the same, but I was changing like drastically. I looked incredible. Like I look at my pictures now from that and I'm like mind blown that I had, I felt like I wasn't making any progress because mm-hmm. of the scale, but I made huge progress. And so I will never have like a coach like that again. I wouldn't do it unless they were not focused on weight at all. And they were yeah. focused on other things. I love weight. I'm a big, if I don't see that scale going down personally, I'm like, mm, this ain't working for me. I do want to be healthy and things, but I really just love the instant gratification to personally. It's what keeps me kind of tied in, you know, when I'm going through losing weight. And so, and I watched Dr. Oz long time ago and he was like weigh yourself every day and that way you know your body's natural fluctuation too because you could swing which i do my body will swing by like 10 or 15 pounds yeah so i really don't even kind of consider it a win till i'm beyond that threshold so i stay on that scale especially when you have the fancy scales to tell you like your bmi your bone your water all the things and that way i'm like okay i can keep track of everything especially if my weight's not changing it'll tell me oh your muscle went up but it's less fat right and so things like that i need to see some of the numbers changing whether it's exactly the weight itself or whether it's like my bmi going down or my water going up or my muscle going up or my bone going up things like that are going to account for that weight too so that makes sense why you wouldn't necessarily always see it and the scale wouldn't change but mm-hmm. i need to know i'm a data facts person something best be changing <laughs> yeah i the thing for me is i notice other changes like i feel when you're eating healthy like your body you just feel better and it's not in it i feel like that changes my confidence because my body yeah. feels better. And when you're going to the gym and you're working out, you feel more confident. Like I can be exact same yeah. weight, exact same size, look exactly the same, but I show up differently. And mm. I like my confidence. And that's what I care about is I, cause I feel like, I always feel like I look good. I'm never like ashamed of my body or anything. But when I see that I'm worse than I used to be, and I'm like, I wish I could get back to that. That's not good for my mentality. But if I just am working out, if I'm doing all the things, I just feel so good about myself that I like shine. And that's like my goal with it is I want my confidence to be that level. So, I mean, it would be nice to lose weight. It's not a bad thing. But I just, everything else that I notice is what means a lot to me. (laughs) Everyone's different. It is. And that's why I'm doing, like I said, this detox for more than that because I love how I'm feeling. Every day, Jensen's like, 
I think he thinks I'm gonna break every day, like low key, because he's like checking in, especially with yeah. him eating all this shit that he's eating. He's like, "How you doing? You starving?" And all this, you feel like crap. <laughs> I'm like, "No, actually, I feel better each day." You know, the more this stuff is getting out of my body, the sugar, sodium, like that's part of what I'm. I'm purging my body of everything. You know, I'm not intaking mm-hmm. sugars. I'm not intaking sodium. Like. By having it so strict, and it's only this shake, water, or broth, I'm not having fruit juice. Like I'm purging myself of a lot, and I feel it. The first day is the hardest because when you detox from certain things that your body's used to, you feel it, and so yeah. detoxing itself is hard. And so the first day was a little rough. I had headaches, and I was like more tired. But ever since that first hardest day, every day I feel better. I have so much energy. More energy, which is exactly what I was looking for. More clarity, mm-hmm. you know, pumping. I feel like when I drink the water, I can feel my cells like pumping up all the Aww. way down to my toes. I'm like, Ooh, pump That's themselves. So <laughs> That's funny. I feel like I could do like maybe a three day or something just to get stuff out of my system, but no way could I do that long. I know I can't. No chance. So good for you. Are you getting excited for your cruise? Have you bought new clothes and stuff, or do you have enough? No, nah, I'm going to wait, see how much weight I lose, and then I'll treat myself to a couple of cute new outfits. I'm going to get my hair done, my nails done, my lashes. I'm going to do all the things and Exciting. just look so good. I was looking at the ship today, just gazing and dreaming and tapping in. Aww. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, it will be. And the fact that Jensen's never done it, it's just going to be so next level, I think. Yeah, he'll be him. like a little kid. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> what cruise line are you going on? Carnival. That'll be fun. Yeah. Five days. Western Caribbean. Balcony suite. So nice. That's awesome. I've only been on one cruise. I was like 12. And I was performing on the cruise. We were dancing. And so I had like dance practice every day. So I didn't even get to like lounge around and be relaxed. I was dancing the whole time. But it was still it was so much fun. That sounds fun. What was that? A Disney cruise? Um, no, it was I think Carnival. I'm not positive. I was so little, but I'm not uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But it was just fun. We we went to Disneyland first. We performed at Disneyland too. And Ooh. then we performed on the cruise. It was fun. What kind Especially of dance? Especially as a 12-year-old. Uh just like jazz with like a group of girls. Yeah. I have pictures. From my little me doing oh, it it's cute i think you need to post them let the people see yeah i feel like i just saw them recently i know what photo album they're in but i think when i was moving boxes around i don't know how deep in my storage stuff it is but i'll look at like oh. the couple that are on top and see if i can find them hopefully because uh, i want to see this myself yeah it was cute um but yeah it was fun i liked that i got to do that it was a good experience i went with my dad which it's the only vacation i've ever been on with my dad i didn't grow up living with him so it was cool i'm excited for you how was your week what all happened with you i've had just a very overwhelming week i needed time for myself i was working too much too hard my kids were home for over a month their dad didn't get them and I just, I love having them home. I love spending time with them always, but I get just very overwhelmed when I don't have time to myself. And when they're here, they want to always be going and doing things. And like, 
it's just so much. And so, and they, during that time, they were supposed to go with him for like 11 days. So I had expected to have 11 days to myself. And when you get in that mindset of expecting, like you plan out all these things you want to do with yourself and then they're home. I was like, just so frustrated. And then last week we had technical issues that the editing took so long. So I just like the amount I worked this week is not sustainable. And I know that. And I know that it was just because it was circumstances and not the normal um, so it kept me like trying to be positive, but I just really needed a break. And yesterday their dad did pick them up and they left. And I literally, I turned off everything. I even like put my phone away because I was like, I need to completely shut off my brain. And I just sat and watched a movie and it was like the most needed thing. It's crazy how something's so simple, but when you're like going, 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 like your, like your system just feels that and you need time to like decompress and relax. And I feel so much better today. Like I haven't been able to like get myself to clean or like do anything. And today I'm like, as soon as we're done, I'm going to clean my room. I'm going to make it feel really nice. Like I'm feeling more like myself after just one night and they're gone until Tuesday. And I have, and today's Saturday for people watching this, it's Tuesday. But so I have a few days by myself to kind of do all the things that I've been excited to do. One of those things, me and Nikki both were doing, um, like a, what's it called? The like reflection board of last year. What was, do you remember what she called it? Hindsight board. Yeah. The hindsight board. So I printed out 60 pictures and I made like the words that I want to put on it. Um, I put, I made in Canva. And so I like made them all the same style and like they're all neon pink. And so I'm like putting all of them together. I have to go pick them up. It's ready for me to go pick up. And then I'm going to glue it all on my board today so I can maybe next week. I'll probably show you guys. But so the hindsight board is just like our memories from last year. It's like a vision board, but looking back on a year so that you like are really looking at all the things that you did through a year. And I've loved doing it. How was it for you looking back through all your pictures and everything? Powerful so powerful. I've never done that ever. Mm-hmm. It seems so simple, right? Yeah. But it's funny how you can just have a slight shift in a lens. And so when I sat down to first do it, I went through all my pictures are digital. And so I did my board digitally. I don't have a printer, don't have a car where I'm at. It's a lot. I'm not, there's mm-hmm. nowhere I can go and print and get this conveniently. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it digital. And I went through month by month and sat down in the zone. Jensen was doing my hair. And I said, while he's doing my hair, I can just, you know, like sit down and go through this. By the time I started January and got to December, I had 467 photos and videos of good things that happened last year. And it was not that lens, right? Like I didn't even realize that or feel that or know that in the moment because a lot of bad happened to Mm -hmm. me last year, a lot. The new year started off with my brother dying. And so I'm like, wow, welcome 2023. And so that was my lens for the whole year. And part of what Melanie said is she was talking about us finding our context. I don't know if you've gotten that far, but like defining, she's like, if you don't define your context, it'll find you. And that definitely was my last year, you know, sorrow, sadness, a lot of negative things. And I didn't even remember that I had this beautiful life full of all these experiences. It was mind blowing. And so it really just switched that lens like, 
wow, girl, like, mm -hmm. look at all these things you got to do. I went on, I don't know how many plane rides last year. Like, yeah. there's people that literally never fly in their life, let alone several in a year, you know? And so that alone, going out, I went to North Carolina, I was in the forest, all the New Orleans. I relocated to New Orleans last year and like all the things, it really helped me to just be grateful doing that yeah. hindsight board. I'm so glad because you did do a lot last year, like so many parades, so many just like football games and going to Broadway. And there's a lot of like really big, beautiful things that you did. You, I can't believe that it was just last year when your brother passed. That feels like a long time ago. Like, it's crazy yeah. how much goes, like a year will fly by, but when you really mm -hmm. think about it, it's like, wow. Because I feel like it's been a whole lifetime since, like my most exciting, this is so dumb, but I'm very excited about it, is that <laughs> this is the first year that I will go a year without talking to that person who I do not like anymore. <laughs> Like, cause last year, the beginning of the year, I was still so sad and heartbroken and like hoping. And I was like, eventually he's going to say something. And he did. And we talked a little bit and I saw him a little bit and I hate that I saw him. That was the beginning of last year. So like being in a new year and knowing that like, I'm so strong that I can be not get sucked back into something like that. Like I've lived so much and I'm so happy. And that's like really big for me because starting last year, I was so not this person. So is I'm that really kind of what came through as you did your hindsight board? I mean, you're still putting um, it together, but you think you'll have more revelations yeah. as you assemble it or? I have, all, I have everything. Like all I have to do is to glue it on. I've already gone through everything. So I feel like that was one of the big lessons, not like the beautiful stuff. Like that's not, that's right. like a lesson that I'm like, wow, I've like grown through that. And now I don't feel like I'll get stuck in that same loop yes. anymore. Yes. So that's a really big deal for me because it was five years of me because he was the first person who ever really broke my heart, who I like was heartbroken yeah. over. And I never went through that as like a teenager or anything. So letting go of that for me, I acted like a teenager. I went back too many mm -hmm. times. I didn't know how to stop something that I like had so much belief in, even though I knew like it was so strange because half of my brain was like, I know that this is the wrong person. I know that I'm not, mm -hmm. especially as he started to change and become someone mm -hmm. different. And still, even knowing that, I still couldn't walk away. And mm -hmm. it's, I had to go through that once. And now that I like made it through it and I feel like I can be okay after, I can't even be happier after. And I can find someone else who even makes me feel better and realize that you were nothing. Like, it's crazy. how you, like It's lessons you normally learn when you're young that I never got to experience. Because, yeah, I had a divorce, but by the time we got divorced, I was so done that it didn't even – I mean, it was sad, like, for my kids. It was hard. I'm not saying it wasn't hard. But it wasn't, like, a heartbreak the same way that yeah. that was. So, mm -hmm. anyway, that was my big lesson. That I'm really proud that I got through that. Um, but all the beauty in my year, I had – because I tried to get one picture from each event that I did mm -hmm. and because I knew I was printing them out and I had to try to fit everything. Um, yeah. So having 60 pictures, and that's one from each thing. That's more than once a week in the year that I did something amazing. And that yes. is like yes. so cool. I did so much. I went to a lot of concerts, which I always do. I love concerts. I met people who came into my life that made yes. my life immensely better. I have like stayed close to like you and like I was seeing the things that we've done together, like the concert that we went to. And 
I can't remember what other pictures you were in, but it's just so much. I'm really excited to like put it all on the board and like see it and the words that I printed out and like just have it all be together. I'm really excited for that. So I'm excited to show that next week. But yeah, that's what I'm going to do today. Glue all my things on. And then um, did you do your... So the other thing that we've been working on is we have 111 lists. So we write down like 111 things that we want to experience this year or sometime in the future. Did you do yours? I did. And so, man, we did a lot. There's a lot for us to go over today and what our experience was with the 111 list. And each time, right, she tells you, get your mood, some set in my mood, my candles, all the things. And I sit down with my notebook. And it was hard at first. And I'm like, what? What am I going to manifest? And I'm like, this is dumb. But she's like, nothing's too small, right? So Mm -hmm. I just started kind of like small things like get my nails done. (laughs) Get my hair done. Because these aren't things that I've really treated myself to lately, you know. And so I started small. But and I was thinking like, there's no way I'm going to get to 111. How do I do this? Right. But by the time as it started going and I'm writing the things and I'm tapping in, figuring it out, I was about to go past 111. And I'm like, nope, I want to respect the number and the synchronicity of it. But I wanted to really bad. And oh, I had to talk I to myself that. like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you for getting there because it is hard to think about things like that. Like what you want to do, you have to really put intention behind it. I did the 111 list last year. And because I didn't do this program before, but I was in her membership and she talked about it a little bit. Um, so I did it and I didn't do a lot of the things but I did the small things like have a moment that takes my breath away. See like an amazing view, like little things like that, that I can like just go and do by myself one day, like take a hike to a waterfall. Um, One of the things that, cause I was at the beginning of last year, I was so focused on love and that's what like, I think is that's why it seems like such a big uh, lesson for me. Because that was my main focus. Like, I wanted to find all of these things. And one of the things that I put on the list was to have a first kiss. And I remember writing that and, like, crying. Because I was like, that means I'm going to be kissing someone else. And that sucks. And I was so miserable. And I was like, I guarantee this isn't going to happen. And then I did have a first kiss last year. And it, like, just seeing how it feels, like, to be so far removed from that and then like have someone else make me feel good and like I'm not seeing anyone it's not like I fell in love and like everything was perfect and I think that makes it even better because I experienced it but I'm not so wrapped up in that I don't like love is not like when I make my list now love is not something that I care about and that like go it's just crazy the biggest thing looking back on like my mindset of last January compared to now that now everything on there is going to be about myself and making myself into what I want to be and my friendships. And I, I mean, I'm sure I'll put some things on there that have to do with love, but not like it was last year. Not like that. That was my focus that I was like, I really hope I find someone to distract me from this pain. Like, so that's been like my most exciting thing doing all of these things. I like that you brought up and said, you know, you did this last year and you didn't do everything on there because she talks about that. And a lot of my blockages mm-hmm. as I'm working with her 
and having my own self discoveries is things like that, where I just had a lens and she said, you'll notice it on your list. And I'm like, I did, you're right. We're like, maybe I want to go write something. Like I want to grow my business to a thousand followers. And I'm like, do it right. I would second guess it. Like, can mm-hmm. I, and that's the block. That's the exact, what she's working with us. Right. On getting yeah. rid of things like that. Don't have that try energy. And so I was happy. Like, as she was saying that, cause I had already done my list and I'm like, I did experience that, like the holdbacks, but I also was able to work through and still put some things, you know, so to have that affirmation back from her, like, just put it. If you fail while trying to do it, that's fine. That's the beauty in it. That's the point, right? Mm -hmm. Is the failure and the trying. It doesn't matter if you're going to get there or not, right? And that just changed so much in my mind to look at it that way. And also you just move it to the next year if it still means something to you. And so, and the thing that causes the blockages is the time. Like when you think that you have to do it by the end of the year, like you're putting time on your manifestations and you can't do that. That's what makes them not come true. But when you're dreaming big and you believe like this could happen, this is the number I'm putting down. Like a thousand followers is like, it seems impossible, but I'm just going to put it. And then by the end of the year, if you still want that, you move it to the next one and you just believe that someday the everything's going to align and that's going to happen. And another thing that she mentioned is like, you look at the list from the last year and you move over whatever still means something. And that's what mm-hmm. is really big because I looked at my list to see if I wanted to move everything over. And most of it was not even, I doesn't even matter to me anymore. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. move it to this one. So I'm basically starting fresh. I haven't written out my whole list Um, I just haven't had time. And so I'm doing that today. But I did look over last year's and it's just really cool to see your growth and like see what doesn't matter, then you leave it in that year and whatever does you move it forward. And it's beautiful. That was big for me too. like, just to kind of take it back to the lessons, how you said you had a lesson. Because again, last year was very painful for me. There were a lot of things I created that I did not want to create. You know, my son got evicted from his home, like a lot of different things like that. And I'm like, okay, this is within my circle. And I didn't want to create these energies, right? And so that was causing blockage because I'm holding on to it from the wrong type of lens. But when I could go back through my entire year and look at whatever I created in my life that I did not like, that did not resonate, that was hard, that what can I extract from that? it really just, again, changes the frequency around it because I was in a lot of pain. A lot of my life, just to kind of even take that back for people, a lot of my life, I felt like a victim. And that's what she kind of worked so hard on is changing that lens. Don't feel victimized. And there's a lot of different ways you can feel like a victim, right? And so that was my frame and my lens for a lot of my younger life was not having, you know, I'm losing all my power because I'm giving it away to circumstance and the Mm -hmm. bad things that happen to me when really I am so much more than what's bad that happens to me, you know? And so really just extracting those lessons out and saying, this was for me and it served me, you know, period. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it served me really helped. That was a breakthrough. I really cried during a lot of these processes, you know? Yeah. I really that is just a really big thing to recognize that you have control over how you see your past and 
a lot of bad things have happened to you. I've experienced a lot of really difficult times, but that made us who we are to be in this place, to be able to talk about we've experienced all of this stuff. And now we're, I, we're amazing people who are so strong and so amazing. And that's because of all the crap that we went through. And now we're Mm -hmm. strong enough to try to keep ourselves from any situation that would lead to us getting in a place where something's that painful. Whereas before we just accepted it because our life was full of pain and it was like, but there's this little bit of good. There's this little glimmer. So all of this pain is worth it. But now it's like, if you're not making me feel amazing, no matter what the circumstance is, if it's a job, if it's someone you're dating, if it's a friend, no matter what it is, if it's not making me feel good, I am not going to do it. And that we wouldn't be able to do that if we hadn't had all of those hard times. Yeah, definitely we would not. And a lot of times too, because people might listen and they're like, well, what about when things kind of just happen to you? And that's why I say what I create, because that's how Melanie teaches us how to look is ultimately we're kind of part of that creation on some level, right? Not that I caused my brother's death. She's not saying anything like that, but right. What was that? That's a wave that was created that I somewhere energetically, right? had that come to me that I had to experience the loss of my brother and someone that I love, but extracting the lesson from that. I think that was just so different versus because there's that there's the things happen to me and there's the, I made the bad choice, right. Type of create, which is why I just wanted to Mm -hmm. kind of say that a little bit to clarify for people who are listening, you know, which I experienced that too. I made bad choices as well last year or choices that I questioned. So I created things that way, but obviously sometimes things happen and you're like, yeah, a lot of times people be like, why did God do this? Or why did God allow it? And it's not right that he's allowing it or doing it, especially when we're part of that creation ourselves on mm-hmm. some level. It's just, we have to go through, right? Whether we're reliving past memories and negative things are coming up from the past memories that were ingrained in us, you know, um, or whether it's something that we're consciously level of, but most of the time we can create these things unconsciously and you don't realize it yeah absolutely and there are it's definitely it's life where things are just going to happen to you and with that i think the difference is the way that we're able to handle things because of everything we've been through we've learned how to handle things we've gotten our mindset to a place where it is positive you can't always be positive but when those bad things happen we don't sit in it as long and we don't have it like why me? Why is this destroying my life? Like, it's not destroying our life. It's something that's happening that's really, really hard. And we have to feel that. And then we have to figure out how to move out of it, how to learn from it, how to grow from it. And it's just a different way of handling those things. Because you can't stop it from happening. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely the version of me that would go through something really hard now is absolutely different than five years ago, the way that I would handle something. So that's, yes. you're still in control of how you have the, even the things that happen to you. And some things are really, really bad. And some things are going to be really, really hard. And you're going to have to fight through that. But it's coming from it from a strong place. If you work on yourself every day so that when those things happen, you're in this strong place. So it's easier. But if you don't work on yourself every single day, then when those things happen, you're not as strong of a person to handle them. And that was former me. And I think that's why all of this is super empowering is when things got hard, 
for me, like I cowered away and I mean really hard, right? Like losing, mm-hmm. I've lost my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, right? So when things like that, that are like huge, yeah. it would throw me off track for years. Like when my father passed away, I went off track for years, right? Into the different mindset and being caught up in the negativity as opposed to feeling it, processing it, right? Being able to extract what I can and then moving on. Totally different lens, you know? Absolutely. Totally different. And having someone pass like that, that is, it's a very difficult thing. But even still, I feel like, because I think about when my cousin passed away, this was a long time ago, um, I think like 2009 or 2010, but she took her life and she was only a couple years older than I am. And it was, I was numb. Like I was a, such a wreck. And I just feel like now if that happened, like I haven't had anyone really close to me and young, like my grandparents have passed, but grandparents is different because they could have their time and like you enjoyed their whole life. But I feel like now if something like that happened, I think about what I would do with that. And I would like light incense for her and like sit and write a letter to her about everything that I love about her and like really take in the love of what I feel about that person. And of course there's going to be sadness. Of course I'm not going to have these memories to go forward, but I would try to focus on being in that love instead of when she Mm. did pass. It was so much like, why did she do this? How could she take herself? Like, why weren't we there for her? Why? It was like, stuck in all of the negativity of it Mm. whereas now I feel like I would try to find the beauty like I still I have a hard time about my grandpa being gone sometimes um mostly because my grandma's still alive but since he's passed we haven't seen her that's a whole story but it that's it's hard for me and so I think about him a lot for that reason and I it's never like a sad it's like a feeling like I'm grateful that his like energy is around me and that I can feel like the love and know that there's nothing I can do about my relationship with my grandma. And I just try to like find the beauty in things like that, but it's not always easy. There are people that say they are closer with that loved one once they passed away. I feel that way. If you really let that sink in, it gives me chills to even think about. Right. I heard someone say that I'm a big fan. Have you heard of Abraham Hicks? Mm. Esther Hicks. I've heard of them, yeah, but I I don't know what who they are. Motivational speaker. She speaks a lot in the spiritual realm and energetics. Basically, her name is Esther Hicks for anyone listening, and she she's passed away now, but her foundation lives on. But basically, she was like the kind of translator between the source is how she considered herself. Like she was directly connected to source. And she would share that knowledge with others. So she only spoke in energetics and the spiritual realm, like literally. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. You should look her up sometime. Um, maybe I'll send you some links. But I listen to her a lot. And I remember listening to Abraham Hicks one time. And that was something that resonated because, again, losing someone so close and dear, it causes a deep pain that's really hard. It causes a wound, y'all. It does. And I was messed up for a lot of times. Um long time rather and so kind of hearing that it was so wow to me when this young woman was talking to esther hicks and she had lost her father and things like that and she's like i feel closer i speak to him more now 
right? And feel him and hear him more now than when he was living. We get to have a better relationship. How beautiful, how, like to be able to tap into something like that is a whole new level Mm -hmm. of healing, right? And being able to release and move on. Like, hey, I can be even closer. It's not that they're gone away from me. If I'm listening and tapped in and tuned in, I can really feel them and hear them even more. And so I've been seeking that ever since. And my parents do come to me in my dreams. And so I haven't seen my father in quite a while. My mother comes to me more often, but he used to when he first passed. And so, but just seeking that, I feel them. And that's part of what I'm seeking when I meditate, right? Is like having them come to me and speak to me and things like that, just so I can heal that pain and be even closer now, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. I absolutely feel that way. When my grandpa was alive, I was kind of scared of him. Like, he just had such high expectations. Like, if I changed jobs, then he was, like, disappointed in me. And if I, like, it was just always, every time I would see him, it was like, so tell me about all the good things in your life. I always felt like if I I had to have something good about my life to say or else I couldn't visit him. And it was a lot of pressure on me. And Mm -hmm. I, like, so I didn't ever really think about him. Like, I would go see him occasionally, not very often. But after he passed, I went to his grave for the first time and I had um, spoken at his funeral. I get, I read a talk and I was talking about when I was a little girl and I would stand on his feet and I would dance with him in his living room and we would dance all the time. So that, that was one of the stories that I talked about at his funeral. So I go to his grave for the first time and I get in my car and I turn on my car and the first song that comes on, I've never heard it before. But it's the beginning of the song and it says, take my hand, I'll teach you to dance, you can step on my toes. And we'll, I can't remember the rest, but it wow. was like full body chills. I was like, how? And it was like my phone was what was playing the song, but it was a song that I had never heard before. And it just came wow. up on my thing. And I was just like, holy wow. cow. And so that was the first experience I've ever had of feeling like they're there and around us. And Ever since that, like, I think about him all the time. And I, back when he was alive was when we were talking about this last week of like how we would change jobs a lot when we were younger. And then we've been more steady. He passed like as soon as I was in my steady phase. So all the time when I'm doing things, I think about it and I'm like, I wish that I could go visit him now because now I have, I'm proud of who I am. I don't have to be ashamed of going there and feeling like, oh, I'm doing all the wrong things. Like the person I was when I was married, I wish Mm -hmm. that I could have those conversations but I also feel so much like he knows and I know that he's proud of me and that feels really good so it feels like a better relationship than when he was alive and I was always like in fear of that beautiful that's exactly what I feel like this young lady was getting to her situation was similar with her dad where she's like we weren't that great when he was alive but now oh my goodness like all those things are released and I can just talk to him and feel him and do the thing right so it got easier in a sense Mm -hmm. after he passed which just was again astonishing it left me in awe but that's a beautiful memory of your granddad I really love that you shared that and um, I wanted to talk a little bit about suicide because you mentioned that you lost a person through suicide that's something I haven't experienced Jensen has 
more than once. He's lost a couple friends and he talks about it. And so um, just talking about that wound, if you could tell us a little bit more, you talked about it a little bit and how you would handle it now, but there's a lot of people out there, right? That maybe someone committed suicide and that creates a different type of wound and a whole new set of questions and a whole new set of things. You know, he went from everything from like anger, he said, like, them doing that and things like that to the sadness and so would you speak on that just a little bit yeah um it definitely is one of the hardest things i've ever experienced of having her just be so young and feeling like she like it's the knowing how she felt to get to that point is really hard and also just thinking about the way that she did it because she hung herself and Mm. that's just like you can't help but have a visual of that of what she experienced going through it it's like gut-wrenching to know that that happened Mm. and she was she had a house that she lived in her little sister ended up moving there and i i can't go there i can't be in that place i remember like the moment that i found out i was we me and my husband were living with our friends and i walked downstairs and i just like laid in his lap and sobbed like so loud that my friends who were two floors up and down the hall heard me and like came down and was like what is happening it was i've never been like that before of like in the movies when people are just like falling over yeah it was the most painful thing and you know for me i we weren't super close for a long we were very close growing up but as we became adults we weren't super close so it wasn't taking away like if it was someone who I talked to every day and like, I think that would be a whole different experience, but Mm -hmm. it was hard to see my family go through it. I went over to my grandma's house when we found out and her dad, I like, it's just things that are just stuck in my head for the rest of my life of seeing her dad, like the amount of pain I've experienced quite a bit of death and like how, you know, family gets together after. And it's just, this was not anything like a normal situation. And he's just like, it's like what you see in the movies. It was really, really Mm -hmm. hard. My grandma basically raised her and she would go to her graveside. I don't remember if it was daily or weekly at first, but all the time. She like basically lived there. They had a bench put in at her graveside because they were there so much. And it took her so many years, like, probably seven eight years to stop going as much i'm sure she still goes but it's not like a thing where we're concerned about her where she's going all the time but yeah that kind that kind of pain when that's how they pass is just it feels unbearable because you you ask yourself what you could have done and the hardest thing for my grandma i think was that she called my grandma so my grandpa had surgery the day before she passed And he was getting released from the hospital the day that she did pass. And she called my grandma and my grandma was like, I can't talk to you right now. Like she's trying to get my grandpa out of the hospital. It was like right when he was being discharged. So she's like, I'll call you when I can and hung up on her. And Mm. then I don't know how much it was that day, but I don't know if it was just like hours or how long it was after the police showed up at her door and she was gone. And it was like, I think for my grandma, that's what made it so hard. When you're the person that's very close to them, it's like you just – so many questions, so many things. The song that was played at her funeral, one of them, I can't listen to. If I'm somewhere and it, like, comes on the speaker, I have to, like, cover my ears, run out the door. I can't 
I will never be able to listen to that song again. And I don't think about it very often. I've healed from it. I feel okay. But that just brings back, like, it's a, it's just a song I can't do. So luckily it's not something that plays very often. I definitely have songs like that. But I want to make a comment around the suicide and segue into the next thing. Because two things came up and they're kind of related. But... Just for anyone listening, because I spent a lot of my years being suicidal myself. And one of the things when I finally said I wasn't going to do it and started clicking and I said, I'm not going to attempt this anymore. I attempted suicide at least three times in my life, maybe more, but I know minimum three times I attempted it. And when I finally said, okay, I'm not, and I had to promise to myself you know, not to try that anymore. One of the things that clicked was the effect that it has on others. Cause my sister had spoke to me and I shared that with her and she's like, do you know how detrimental that is to me? And that was just like an aha. Right. And so to segue from that for everyone into kind of the next thing, um, it's just knowing that you matter, right? That was what was important about what she said. It wasn't her saying it's about me and don't do it. It's about me. It was her saying, you matter that much and that would devastate me to know that you willingly just took it all too soon and so clicking that in your mind so if you're a person that struggles with depression or suicidal thoughts understand you are loved you are loved you may not feel it but i promise you you are loved you are loved the universe loves you above all else above all else even if there's no one you feel like you can identify personally in your life right now that loves you god loves you unconditionally and so really just accepting that and kind of taking that in um a lot of what caused that depression and me feeling worthless and suicidal are the wounds that what happened to me and the narrative that I would start to tell myself. And so this week as part of the transformation, we had to write forgiveness letters. So to just segue into that, and I really cried. My forgiveness letter to myself, we had to write one to ourselves and one to one other person. Beautiful exercise. I've never done that as well. You would think mm-hmm. at 44 years old, I would have written a forgiveness, but it's not things that you think right about or to do or realize you should do and so when i sat down my forgiveness letter was like four pages of just me forgiving myself and it was such a release and that was without me even going all the way back that was kind of just forgiveness for 23 right it wasn't even necessarily forgiveness for my whole life but it's important that you do these things like this like Forgive yourself, especially if you're someone out there and you're like, this feels like me. I feel suicidal. I feel worthless. I don't have self-confidence. I don't have self-love. You know, who could love me? If you're going through things like that, understand we've done it too, right? Mm -hmm. I spent many years of my life telling myself those things, which drives you towards depression and suicide. And so, no, forgive yourself. Sit down, write yourself a forgiveness letter for all the things and then write it to someone else because there truly is healing, you know, and forgiveness. It really lets you to just kind of transmute unwanted energies into something that's pure light. Yeah, I ended up writing three forgiveness letters because it's the first year that I did it. And like she mentioned that she does it every year. So she really only has to do it for the one year. But there was Mm -hmm. a few people that I felt like. I should do it for because I've like held on to things and 
so there was one thing that was just from last year i wrote that letter and it made me feel better but the really deep ones that i needed to do were things that i felt like i would never forgive and after doing your so if you do your own forgiveness letter first and you write down like everything you have to forgive yourself for there we know our very deepest darkest thoughts the worst things we've ever done and writing all of that down and saying that you forgive yourself yes. for it and understanding why you made those decisions and what led to those things and everything the majority of what i needed yes. to forgive myself for was while i was married and just um the way that I was. I was very toxic, very negative. I used people. The it, it was just like something that I didn't realize I was using people, but it was a uh, when you're with someone who is such a negative mindset and I'm not completely blaming him, but it took me to a negative mindset and then then we like brought each other worse. Like it was like both of us bringing yeah. each other worse and worse. So, yeah. I just didn't realize a lot of these things. And so writing it all down and realizing like I in my life have done all of these things, but I am who I am today. And then when you write another letter to someone else and realizing if I can do all of this and forgive myself for it because of who I am, I have to allow other people to grow too. And yes. other people are doing their best. When I was married, yes. I was not a good mom. I was doing the best I could do at the time. I was doing what I knew, but now I'm an incredible mom and I'm constantly just doing the best that I can with that. And so I, when I was writing my letters to other people, the things like I would write down and it would like, it made my stomach like turn. It was just like, just writing out the things that I try not to think about, but then mm -hmm. trying to understand where they're coming from. Like they're, they may not be at the level that I myself am at right now and that's okay. They're still doing the best they can and they're doing what they know and so it's easier to forgive if you've written this about yourself and realized how much you can get through. So that's what yes. I really loved about those letters. Yes. Um, along the lines of the forgiveness letters, something that came to mind for me was because um, I had to forgive my ex for me. And I didn't realize I had so much in there. But something as I sat down to write a forgiveness letter to him was that she said, uh, what did Melanie say? I'm losing it. Hold on. Ah, it'll come back to me. Well, I'll go back to the letter. It should come back to me, hopefully, as I talk. But I sat down and I was writing a forgiveness. And as I wrote down, his was really long too, but I didn't know I was holding on to so much. And that was right. Like, I've gone through some forgiving. I thought, you know, in my mind, I thought, like, it's fine. I'm not worried about him. Move on. When in reality, when I sat down to really get to the forgiveness piece, oh, that's what came to me that she said, yeah, it came back. But she was like, it's not up to you to dish out punishment. If somebody did something to you, right, whatever happened, happened as you're doing this, like, let it go. And that sounds really simple. But that, again, I feel like all of these maybe sound simple on the surface, but when you sit down and you do the work and you really apply it, internally and commit to it it's huge and you have amazing breakthroughs because that was me i thought it was up to me right in my mind i was a big grudge if you cross me Brittany, you've experienced it right yeah. <laughs> like, if you crossed me and i perceived right because everything's perception too a lot of times which yeah. goes over like people weren't even meaning to offend you in the way and so 
But if I perceived and someone crossed me, oh, all bets were off, right? I am dishing out punishment. I am the reaper, right? Like, (laughs) I thought it was up to me. I really did. And I held on to so much punishment and angst and different things because I just kept this like endless tally record in my head, Mm -hmm. right? For a long time of people that did the things and you've seen me do that with other friends. Yeah. You won't say no names, but you've seen me do that with other friends that we used to work together and how I got really harsh. Right. And so that for me was a big aha moment. Like it's not up to me. The universe will serve them what they're due. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever's meant to come to somebody, they're creating it. It's the natural law. Yes. I don't have to be the law. I'm not the law. I ain't supposed to be right. The universe is the law. And it will even out at the end of the day. So that just opened up for me to be able to forgive my ex and realize I was still holding on to a lot of the things, right? It was hard for me to even talk about him before without getting revved up inside somewhere because I was holding on. But Mm -hmm. doing that and being like, I'm freaking letting this go. Yeah. And also holding on to that stuff just makes it so that you are not able to grow to the level that you want to be. And it just pulls you back. And if you think about like, if you had never gotten through, like come to the point where with us, when we got in our really big fight, if you had never gone to the point where you approached me and talked through it and just like moved on, then we wouldn't have this right now. Like our friendship is one of the most beautiful things in my life. Like aside from my kids, I am so grateful for you. And if we had just stayed stubborn and just decided that we hate each other forever, look at how much we would have missed out on. Like my best memories are with you. And so holding on to those things, like you don't know what you're blocking yourself from. Tell it, girl. And I love that you mentioned that you did it for your ex because maybe I should do that. I almost, I thought about it. I was like, maybe I should do one for him. But then I was like, I care 0% about that man. And Mm -hmm. I just thought it was just, I'm so far removed from that relationship that I was like, I should just do the things that like still affect me every day. Mm -hmm. But I probably should do one for him. I bet I'm holding on to things that I don't realize. And I... I mean, I still do. I get angry at him all the time, but it's like smaller things. Like I was mad at him the last month when he wasn't picking up his kids. And so I just have to, I think it would be good for me to write that. And so I think I'll do that because he has. I recommend it. Yeah, there's a lot. I think if I wrote it, I would think about all of the things that made him who he is. And again, he's doing the best that he can. And he just isn't the same He's just one of the people who wasn't doing good enough that I would want them in my life, but he's doing the best he can. Yes. I highly recommend it because that's everything you're saying. That's how I was. I'm like, I'm so far removed from my Mm -hmm. ex and I haven't even seen him in years. Who cares? Right. But really, like I said, when I did sit down, there were some things that came to the surface, you know, and the beauty of the forgiveness letters is you burn them or do whatever you're going to do to destroy them at the end. Melanie says you can piss on them <laughs> if yeah. you want, but you destroy the letter. So it's like just between you and you get to get really raw. Like no one's going to see or know. And so I just allowed myself to delve deep and feel like whenever something was coming up, it's like, why do I feel like that? 
towards him and I need to forgive that. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is why. And so it was, it was so releasing. And then I burned mine. People dispose of theirs different ways, but I kind of wanted to pee on mine just because <laughs> just because she talked about it and it was funny. <laughs> I love that she said some people wrote it on toilet paper so they could just put it in. <laughs> I love that. But I do love like just her saying to destroy it after because I burnt mine as well. And I love that because when I first started, I thought, what if I they see this eventually like what if something happens to me and they're going through my stuff and they see it like that would be so heartbreaking so it was like gonna make me not be as vulnerable not write down the things that I want to so Mm -hmm. but then when I thought I I forgot at first that I was gonna destroy that but then when I remembered that I was more vulnerable than I was at first and I wrote out more and it felt good to burn it. Yes. <laughs> I posted yes. a video of it. The fire got bigger than I expected. Did you see it? <laughs> no, I have to go look for it. I, was, I like hurried, slammed my bathroom door. So I was like, the fire alarm is going to go off. Because I, I, I should have done it outside. But it was so cold and snowy. And I was like, it'll be fine. I just did it in my bathroom sink. Because then the water's right there. I just threw it on the water. I was like, it'll be fine. But it was like a big, big thing. And now my sink is black. I have to scrub it out. <laughs> but it was fun. I I've loved love doing it. this. It's a good way to start the year. And the um, just going back to looking back on the last year. And a couple episodes ago, I talked about how every month I do that. And that's yeah. why, like, now you can understand, like, when you do it on a whole year, it's another level. But if you do that every month and you realize how much you've done, and then it makes you plan the next month of what you want to do, that's so yeah. powerful because it keeps you with intention. Because it's easy to have your year go through and, like, months go by where you don't do very much. And yes. you have to keep that intention going. So doing it monthly is so helpful. Yes. So segueing from that because you sparked my mind. Uh, what is your context? She challenged us to come up with the context for this year. Has anything come to mind? Have you had a chance to think about that? So was that yesterday's? I don't have that one yet. So I haven't watched that. Okay. But okay. I have watched, I've been in other programs of hers where she talks about context. So without even watching it, I think I know what she says. Um, okay. So the big, the, what I've seen her, the way that she has explained context is you have to make it so big that it's difficult to break. So, like, if you say my context is to get 100,000 followers by the end of the year, and then by July, you've gained, like, 200 followers. You're like, there's no way I can get 100,000. Then that goal is broken. You no longer believe in it. You no longer, like, so you're not pushing as hard for it. Like, that's a small context if you can break it that easily. So you have to go even bigger. And then like, if you can think of any way that if something happened, it could stop you from achieving that, then it's not a big enough context. You have to keep making it bigger and bigger. So I have tried so hard to come up with my own context, but the context that she uses, I feel like is so beautiful and so perfect that I can't think of anything better for myself. Maybe someday it'll come to me, but her context is evolution and growth over a lifetime. And Mm -hmm. for me, that context has changed everything for me because the likes don't matter. The views don't matter. That nothing matters other than my growth. And every time that I'm posting a video, every time that we do a podcast on Saturday, all of that is leading to 
evolution and growth. So if we posted these, we were doing these every single week, posting them and it got zero views. Nobody was watching. We weren't even watching our own thing. Like it has zero views. And I would still feel good about that because every week that we meet, every week that we do that, this, we're growing. And that's my context is to grow and become better. And everything I do leads towards that. So it can't be broken. I just keep going and going and going because the only point is my growth. And that Beautiful. really helps me. So Beautiful. what do you think Beautiful about yours? Too. Yeah. And that's why I can't think of something better. Um, I think for mine, what's come up for this year in 2024 is me really stepping into my full power as Arianne Nakia, right? Really delving in to who I am. I've spent a lot of my life giving my power away. There's so many ways we give our power away and we don't even realize mm -hmm. it, you know, seeking validity, you know, in others and things like that and approval and I just gave so much of my power away. And so for me, the lens this year is really fully stepping into that, right? And what that means to be me at my best self. That's kind of what led me into yeah, the detox that. and fasting too, right? Is mm -hmm. that content, me pushing myself to see how far I can go, how high can I fly, right? If I'm not mm -hmm. even trying to fly, then I won't go anywhere. I'll be stuck on land, you know? Yes. And so that is the lens and so i'm gonna sit down our next project i don't know if you got to that is to do a vision board with that context in mind so we did the hindsight board for everyone that's different that was you a hindsight board in case you're wondering is like you going over what was the best of what's already happened so in this case last year 2023 that provides a different lens and a different context going forward prior to making a vision board and so I'm really excited now to go forward in 2024 and I've never made a vision board. I'm excited to sit down and do it because I've always put really extravagant, huge things on a vision board. I feel like that's a lot of the ways how they teach you to do it, mm -hmm. you know, is put these big grandiose things you would love to just like magically manifest into your life. Whereas she's like, put something on your vision board that you feel like you could actually create this year totally different energy yeah. again totally different lens and so i'm excited for that and then making it come true with that context of me just fully stepping in and embracing my power breaking the lies that i've told myself you know rewriting some of the narratives that i've told about who i am right redoing all of that and getting deep with myself like i'm getting so personal and internal and in tune this year we did a human design. I was talking about my archetypes. I've got three of them. The medicine woman is one that I really want to tap into, you know, and be whole with her. So that's fully um, part of that. I want to even just kind of throw on while that is my context. It's with a layer because she said we can layer. And something that has started coming to me before I even thought about context or any of this towards the end of last year, especially as I dealt with some struggles towards the end of the year, was love 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 i just kept getting this frequency of love whether it was through meditation or through meetings or as i had introspection like praying whatever it was Brittany, it was love mm -hmm. has just been this thing so part of me is like yeah i really want that to be my theme love and compassion for the year 
but I've got to step back and I got to take my power fully back from everyone that I've given it to. And I'm in the process of doing it, but I think it, it leaks. And the more work I do, the more I'm pulling that back. And so me being Ariane Nakia, right. But with that layer of love and compassion, that's kind of just been resonating and coming to me over and over since the end of last year. I love that. That's beautiful. I think that, um, yeah, that's just, it's so, I love hearing that, like, you were able to come up with a context that really focuses on you and stepping into your power. It doesn't matter what you're doing. That is a perfect context. You can't break that. And as long as you're making good decisions, you're stepping into your power and that's what matters. And I love that it's, we both said that differently, but really it is making it so that we're both on the same path. We're just thinking yes. of it in different ways. And mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, I absolutely. It. I think for me, because last year especially, it was just a wounded year. And I think the reason why last year, for anyone who doesn't, is because I lost people. Like, my mom only died three years ago. And then, like, my best friend died the next year. And then my brother died. And so I was continually adding these, these wounds and these negative lenses that was really affecting what I was creating and the outcome I was having in my life to where I feel like a lot of it culminated. Last year, I hit a new low that I hadn't been in in years because of the self-work that I have been doing, right? We and I, you, we talked about that a lot. And so really just getting out of that, right? And finding what I can do with these energies and how to transmute them, right? That for me, because part of that low was me not knowing who I am, right? Me guessing, me not trusting myself when really I'm so powerful. I'm naturally mm -hmm. intuitive, right? It's part of my human design. It's part of being a six line, right? And so really I took all that power away from myself when I made certain decisions with my life. And I'm like, nope, you don't know what you're talking about. Nope, sit down, that, right? And I started telling myself all these negative narratives and giving my power just out right yeah. you don't have it you don't know what you're doing and things like that and so me really saying who am i right not who i was that was part of the wounds because i'm like i don't know where to go forward because i'm not who i was and things like that it's me just stepping in to a power at 44 years old i'm getting ready to be 45 right but it's stepping into this new this new phase that we're coming into with intention, you know, and clarity, I can just create such a different year, I feel like, and I'm so mm -hmm. looking forward to it. I love that. I'm so excited to see what you do too. And I think like the biggest thing for me, because stuff like that happens and it pulls you back and you get kind of more negative. And that's why for me, I watch Melanie's videos so often because there's like there's circumstantial power and then there's personal power and personal power is being mm. able to hold yourself in that level of positivity and gratitude and working hard all of those things is personal power but when um bad things yes. happen that's your circumstantial power where like if something bad is going on and you can't hold yourself to that same level that's you losing your personal power and you need to create circumstances mm. around what's happening to grow that up. So if I'm mm. living, if I'm like feeling really sad and I'm living in a mess and I'm not watching positive things and like, I'm going to go like 
down. I'm going to not feel very good because I'm allowing my circumstances to be bad, which makes it harder to hold your personal power. So for me, I, I noticed that if I don't watch her every day, I don't have to watch her every day now, but before, because when you first start trying to change your mindset, it's hard to hold those like hold the highs when you're also having yes. lows in the duality. It's really difficult. Yeah. So it was harder for me yeah. at first. So I would watch one of her videos from one of her programs every single day. And it would just be like my nighttime routine right before bed. I would watch one of her videos, go to bed. And it helped me stay in that level. And then I was like, yes. I'm doing so good. I don't need this anymore. So I stopped watching and I did well at first, but then it like started going down and down. It's because I hadn't learned how to use my personal power and I relied on my circumstantial power. In my circumstances, Whoa. if I watch her every day, it, hold, it helps hold it for me. But if I lose that, then I don't have enough power to hold it myself. And I think Ooh. now I'm better at that. Now I just watch a couple a week. But I think when you're first learning, the biggest thing is to make your circumstances so that it's easy to be positive and have gratitude and be happy because the circumstances help, but it'll eventually teach you how to hold your personal power as well. And you'll get better Mm. at it. Love that. That was really insightful and super powerful. I haven't heard of that. So thank you for sharing. I like the different differentiation. I could say that word, right? (laughs) Between the powers and really just understanding that and what you just mentioned about watching the videos, that's where I feel like I'm at right now. I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, but I had not even previously been through a full workshop of hers. And I remember texting you at the end of the year when I was doing New Wave, and I'm like, this is my first time. I feel it. I feel the calling. And I've got to start with just fully getting through a workshop. And then mm-hmm. ever since, it's like, addicting you know and i'm like oh my god i can't get enough (laughs) yeah because she and and like everyone connects to different people for us melanie on layer has changed us like we're becoming way better versions of ourselves because of her and that's why we talk about her so much because she really is impacting us on a very deep level and i've been watching her for over a year now so and i feel like it's made me I'm a completely different person because of her. So yeah. now you watching her and like, I can start, I can tell like in the things that you say, the way that you speak, you're becoming more and more like, um, like taking in the lessons that she teaches. And I can see that in you. And it's really cool because I know that when I started watching her, I was like, this changed my life. And so watching it happen to you is really, really cool. Knowing that I've experienced that too. I love that you love her and we can talk about it and share it together. It makes me happy. Me too. I love that I have a best friend that cares that much about me. Like, y'all, that's a whole new level. What Brittany does for me, it's not just like regular best friend stuff. This girl works. If she's on the way up, she's taking me with her. Like, she ain't like, bye. You know, see you down there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rising above. Like, you just love and that's how you are i'm just one of the people that get to experience your love but that's how you treat your friends and people that you care about and your family when you're in it you're in it and so the fact that you care so much about my soul my success my well-being my mental health right if you're doing better you're bringing me with you that is also important because i've had friendships that aren't like that where people are more self-serving or where they're just a down frequency if you've ever had a friend anyone out there i don't know but you can feel that alignment and sometimes you have friends that 
aren't aligned and they kind of bring you down like yeah. you love them and things like that but their frequency doesn't match and it's not always filling your cup necessarily having interactions and so that I don't have with you and I love that and how blessed am I to have someone that loves me so deeply you know and cares about me so much it's just amazing it is amazing it's such a beautiful thing and when we're like when we're together we have so much fun I think about we went to Lagoon it's an amusement park last year it was one of the best days of my life like we had so much fun and they just like the people around us, like if you saw the way that these workers were treating us and like we were getting on the rides, they were so hyped up and happy and like all the energy around us was amazing. And I thought that it was just because they started doing like their frightmares, the Halloween stuff. And I was like, wow, they really got them to be really happy. But then I went with my kids multiple times after that and it was not the same experience. And I feel like the energy that we have when we're together pulls it out of other people because I don't get treated that way when I go with yeah. anyone else it was such an amazing day and we're so lucky to have that and i think that that also shows how important it is to find the right people for you because some people don't appreciate that about me like everything that you just said like i love so deeply and so fully and i try to pull people up with me but some people don't want to be pulled up some people like are annoyed that i'm like yeah. trying to help them become better and so i back off but also yeah. some people, my love is overwhelming. And I like, I'll talk to them. I talk to all of my friends the same way. I am a very loving person and I like hype people up. I support people all the time. But to some people that's overwhelming and they're like, they have to take a step back because my love is too much for them. And they're just not used mm -hmm. to that. And if I didn't have the right people, that would make me feel bad. I would be like, I'm too much. I like... And it takes me back to like the thing that people say, like, if I'm too much, go find less. And that's so true because I, if I allowed myself to only be around those kind of people, I would be less of a person, be but yes. I don't have to be because I have people like you in my life who like hype me up and want me to be the best version of myself. And I just keep growing. And I recognize that those people are not the right people for me. So if you don't have people like that, I think just like focusing on, things that fill you up, like eventually you're going to find your people. I never would have expected that the way that I would find my people, like my group of like my closest people is through boudoir, like through getting photo shoots. All of a sudden I meet all of these amazing friends who were like so incredible to me, or I never would have expected that you, someone who, when we first met, we didn't even like each other. And then we were friends and then we had a big fight and I thought we would never talk again. And now you're are other than my kids, the most important person in my life. Like, I could have just allowed myself to be a different person. But because I kept trying to focus on myself and grow, I attracted to the right people to me. So if you don't have people like that, I yeah. think just go places that, like, there's a dance class that I go to that the people there are incredible and so hype me up. And try to find things like that that make you really happy. And then sometime you'll find oh, the right people. That. And if you don't, the dance, I know. I went last week for the first time. Oh my gosh, Nikki. I Because she was subbing like out by me. Mm -hmm. So it was like only a 10 minute drive. Usually it's like a 35 minute drive for me to get to her. And so it like, it makes me not want to go, especially in the winter. But so she was subbing out here and I was like, oh, I got to go. So she posted it like, it was six o'clock when I saw it and the class was at eight. So I told her at six, I was like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to go. And then eight o'clock comes around and I have to leave because it starts at 830. 
And I was just like, six o'clock version of me was very <laughs> wanting to do this. Eight o'clock version of me wants to sit in my butt right here and watch TV. <laughs> but because I told her I was going, I just, I am very committed to when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And so I was just like, oh, so I got up and went. <laughs> And I was so happy that I did, but uh, it was oh. so hard to get my butt there. And then I almost died because I haven't done it in so long. I'm so out of shape. So I'm like sitting there <laughs> trying to like breathe through this class. And the whole time I miss you every single second because going with you is like, I just love your energy so much. And then afterwards we would sit in the sauna and talk. It was just a whole different vibe. And so the whole yeah. time, like every single minute, I'm doing these moves and I'm like, I look like a fool. And if Nikki was here, we would be <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I miss you so much. But I was glad that I went. But just being around like that energy, I'm not friends with anyone there. Not like real friends where we talk a lot and like see each other outside of that. But the energy there is really good. And so if you find things that just make you feel good, even if you can't find people in your life, like we are lucky to have found each other. Some people don't ever find that. But if you yes. can do things to focus on yourself, you love yourself enough that it feels as good as friendships and stuff like that. And I just really believe that you attract the right people as long as you get there. Yes. And we are, I like that you mentioned that and brought that up because you and I are like an energy vortex. How you talked about the lagoon and the experiences being different. When you find your people, it creates that vortex. Like, yeah. And the energy's up. And this is everywhere me and Brittany go. This isn't like just mm -hmm. Lagoon. Anytime we go somewhere, the experience is beyond because people are like, huh, and they're talking and they're open. And it's like this amazing thing, whether it's the gym, like when we used to go to class together. Remember, <laughs> remember we would go, what was that, Zumba? What were we going to? And the ladies were so excited for us. We're like, we're going to keep coming back. And we didn't go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I forgot. It was high fitness. We, we went to this high fitness class and it was so hard, dude. It was so hard. And we had done high fitness before and we were in pretty good shape at that point because we went to classes all the time. And at the end, everyone was so excited and they put us, they put us in this group chat. And they're like, we got to text you so we know when we all could come together so we get in this group chat. And they're like talking all the time about when we're gonna go something. Me and Nikki never said a word. We never went back. And eventually we were removed from the group chat. <laughs> they were so hyped for us and they were so excited for us to be there. And then we just we're like, that was too hard for us. We're not going back to I'm that. crying. That is a funny memory. Oh my gosh. You just trigger that. Yeah. But this happens. People get excited for us. And sometimes I think as a projector, I think that's part of being a projector is yeah. you get caught up too. And you might overcommit sometimes. We overcommit. Yeah. I can't I can't believe we got in the group chat of like the main people who are always going all the time. And the teacher of the class was in the group chat too. It was like the uh, that was so funny and then every time we were talking we would be texting on the side like are we gonna do this are we gonna, are we gonna say anything and it's like well no we're not going to oh my gosh that is such a funny memory yeah, that was funny That's oh a long time my ago. goodness girl i we wish you were here so we could get back to that of going to the gym all the time it's hard to get started again 
is so much easier with it's you. It's so hard. It really is, especially like when it goes from being fun because of all these things to like not being as fun because the fun is what keeps you engaged. Yeah. You know? We meet, we be in that park a lot. Let's go. Whether we was late or on time, yeah. we were so committed because it was so fun. I'm like, oh, I have to. This is like a date. This is our Saturday yeah. date. You know, like this is my Britney time. And so even if I wasn't motivated or something, it just engages you. And so if you don't have that aspect, it's so hard to get yourself motivated mm -hmm. and consistent. Having that, I'm working out from home now and I'm trying to make it fun and things like that. The classes are kind of fun, but it's still not the same. The whole yeah. point was like getting to see you, getting to do it together and mm -hmm. play off of Brooks energy and our energy and everyone like even in that class when we would go to Brooks class everybody remember remember I texted you I was like Bert you gotta come to this class like you're gonna feel it and you yeah. did and then we just committed from then on out because you're like the energy is palpable yeah in here yeah yeah the energy of that class is why I go it's what got me to go to the gym again is the energy the energy of seeing you mostly because I knew that having that in my week was so helpful to me, but also Brooke's energy is just amazing. And for those of you that don't know Brooke, um, her, her and a couple other people started Riot Dance Fitness. And so they do classes. It's amazing. So if you are in Utah, I don't know. I think some people are out of, I don't remember where else they are, but for sure, if you're in Utah, Riot Dance Fitness, it's amazing. Brooke doesn't teach on Saturdays anymore. No, it's um her other friend that does like that launched it with her, uh, Kristen or Christy, something like the that. Blonde one. Yeah, she's okay. the one that teaches it now. And but Brooke does Mondays and Wednesdays. So my goal, because I, in my mind, what I do, <laughs> I haven't actually done it. But Monday and Tuesdays <laughs> and Thursdays and Fridays, I want to lift, and then that leaves mm -hmm. Wednesdays. I could go to her class. So I want to try to go, but last week it was snowing. It's hard in the winter. I don't want to drive in snow for the gym. So, mm -hmm. but That's I realized. The only benefit I'd say yeah. Working out from home is like, I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, there's no excuses because it's getting me there that's hard. Once I'm there, it's not. But when I'm home, but I realized the other day, I have, do you know what P90X is? Yes, girl. I have all of those videos in my DVD thing. I was like, I should just, if I'm not willing to get myself to go to the gym, then I should do one of those. And those videos are hard and I don't want to do them. Yes. So I feel like if I make that my commitment that I'm either going to do P90X or I'm going to go to the gym, I think I'll go to the gym more often because I don't want to do P90X. <laughs> it's hard. But at least then when it's snowing no. and stuff, I can stop having excuses. So that's what I'm going to try. I'm committing to that. If I don't go to the gym, at least... Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Those are my days I have to. And then Wednesdays and weekends, I don't want to. Like on Saturdays, I like going to classes, but I don't want to make it so that I have to. I feel like if at least, at least I'm lifting four times a week and I'm doing cardio. Mm -hmm. And on Wednesdays, I go to the dance class. I think that's enough. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Put in that Girl, P90X. I've been out. I'm like, realizing how out of shape I let myself get. Yeah, me too. I realize it when I do laundry because at my brother's house, I'm in the basement and then there's the main level and then the laundry is in the top level. So it's two flights of stairs I have to go up to switch the laundry. By the time I get up there, girl, I'm like, <gasps> I'm <in a> <laughs> it's so hard. Like, this is how 
I know that I need to get my butt to the gym because just carrying this laundry up here feels like I just ran seven miles. It's no, ridiculous. you know how I knew? Because every time I would go to a Saints game, I literally made Jensen. I'm like, we're not getting seats past a certain level because the first time we went and he had nosebleed seats, I'm like, <gasps> stopping like 50 <laughs> times trying to get up to the top of this stadium. <laughs> Every time, and then you gotta pee, you gotta go all the way back yeah. down and come on. <laughs> Want some concessions? You gotta go down. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think about it, I'm like, dude, I need to go to the gym. This is ridiculous. I thought I knew I was out of shape. I'm like, no, I am not supposed to be in this stadium and can't get up these stairs. Yeah. That's what'll get you the stairs, man. The, just the two flights of stairs and the stairs here are steep and there's a lot of them so like two flights doesn't sound like a lot but it's like it's brutal I, yes especially carrying some laundry yeah i feel so weak but i truly like i, I went up um like a couple months ago i was carrying a laundry basket upstairs and i get up there and i'm like trying to catch my breath i was talking to my brother i was about to leave and go see a guy and my brother was like, are you nervous about going? And I was like, no, I'm not nervous. Why? He's like, you just seem nervous or something. I'm like, no, I'm trying to breathe because I just walked up all these stairs. I'm not nervous. I'm dying. <laughs> so I funny. love it. I love it. It's part of what we'll create this year. I just, I'm looking forward to being intentional and yeah. having intention. I think we're going to do great things just with that in mind, instead of <clears throat> part of me letting life happen and just getting beat up and being at the whim of like life, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take control and be the pilot. Yeah. And create what I want, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I think that where we're at, because we have like been taking our time with the new year and like we took the time to reflect, we haven't really gotten into making our goals moving forward i think that's what we'll do next week we can next talk more about that because we haven't really yeah. i haven't even thought about mm -hmm. it of what i want to do this week because i've been trying no. to enjoy what last year offered trying to soak in the yeah. lessons trying to make sure that i am moving into this new year with the right energy and so i think that's been so helpful but i'm excited this week to figure out how, what i want to do moving forward i don't work until wednesday so having Monday Ooh. and Tuesday off, I'm really excited. I'll get myself to the gym and I'll get have time to like plan all my things and get ready for the new year. I think it's going to be really exciting. So can't wait. Love it. That's a great idea because, yeah, this year, this year, this week, you know, our focus was really just, which I don't think I've ever done, is properly close out and release and get rid of everything, you know, the good, the bad. She did that visual. You're plucking the things off the tree. Did you do that one? Mm -hmm. I did. And you yeah. put it in a basket. I cried on that one. Yeah. Um, because just releasing Aww. again, something I haven't done before. So this week, that was definitely more of our focus was really properly, truly and completely closing out 23 so that we can start with a fresh, clean slate for 24 and not bringing in stuff we didn't want from last year. I think mm -hmm. that's what people miss a lot when they do the resolutions, yes. right? If they totally don't, I know I never did. I never bothered 
closing out and releasing right and mm-hmm. so you're just like oh i just got these new things i'm gonna just add on and my resolutions yeah. and you're mad why they don't work and why you don't stick to them because you didn't properly get the things in order from the year before you didn't learn the lessons and so forth yeah. and so that was this week was really just closing it out feeling good getting our energy right so mm-hmm. that we can so definitely next week we'll get more into goals and things going forward yeah. what that's gonna look like i'm excited i was just about to say the same thing about the resolutions because people don't take their lessons and like learn and like you aren't gonna go into a new year and magically become a new person that's not how it works and that's why we're at the point of the year people are already failing their resolutions giving up like by this time it's really a lot of people have quit and it's because and we haven't even figured out our goals like for us it's not resolutions like we're in the process of changing our life we work on it every day and a new year is just a point to think about the last year learn those lessons and then what we want to do with those lessons moving forward and it's like a really big process and i mentioned a little bit last week i haven't really felt that like going into a new year feeling of like oh it's a new year so exciting and i can become something different because I focus on it every day, every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about what I want, what I'm doing, what like all of those things. And so a new year really doesn't change anything other than taking the time to take this process, reflecting on the previous year. And then my goals for this year, it's not like I'm going to do this this many times a week. That's not how we do it. It's more like figuring out by the end of the year, I want to have accomplished this. So I need to, if I want to accomplish this by the end of the year, I have to do all of these steps to lead to that. So I yes. need to do this step by this time and this step by this time. And it's all leading towards where I want to end up and rather than just like, I, I'm going to go to the gym every day. Like, it's not the same. Like if I wanted by the end of this year, I want to be in super good shape and feel like I can run five miles and not be breathing heavy at all. That's not at all my goal. I hate running, but if it was, and then I say, okay, well, starting the new year, I'm going to run at least two miles a day and I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to have all this protein. Like it's so much to do at once. But if you think about by the end of the year, I want to be able to do this. Okay. Then I need to start eating healthy now. And then that's step one. And then by February, I need to start going for walks every single day. And then by March, I need to be going for a run, like maybe run half the time and walk. And like, it slowly builds to what you want instead of just like, okay, January 1st, I'm going to do all the things. And then you burn yourself out and you fail quickly. It's not the same. Yes. Yes. I love that you said that and brought that up because that is one of the biggest problems in the resolution is taking on too much, Mm -hmm. doing it all at once, zero to a hundred magically feeling like oh i was this person last year suddenly on the first i'm a brand new person i just Mm -hmm. flip the switch when the new year flip right i think that's how resolutions are approached and how we're taught and how society kind of tells us to do it you know and it's not that at all it's a constant creation it's a constant developing of what you want to get that ultimate picture something that melanie said that really resonated was manifesting the skills to have the things and creating the person that can hold the things. So again, taking away from resolutions, I can't be like, my resolution is to earn a million dollars in my business this year, right? That's 
I got to manifest the things. And so it's looking at it more like that. What type of person do I need to be that can hold that power of having a business that's generating millions of dollars a year? Right. Wholly different lens. And so I like that you brought that up because um, that's the thing. And you wonder why you fail and then you're mad, right? And I'm, again, replaying my past years and my past failed resolutions. And that was the energy and the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just brand new. New year, new me. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't working on yourself, you can't suddenly just be instantly different, right? You right. got to gradually self-work is continual. If there's one thing y'all get, it's constant. Brittany was just saying that, right? If she stops X, Y, Z, she feels herself going into a lower frequency. So it's definitely like a constant. Uh, her Your theme for the year, evolution and growth over a lifetime, right? She wants to constantly move forward. It's always going up and seeking. It's not like a, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year. It's like, who do I want to become so that I can be healthy and fit? Or how do I want to look and feel at the end of the year? Like totally different things. Yes, exactly that. And for me, one of the really big things that made a difference. So there's so many different ways that people look at archetypes, right? There's so many different ones. But the ones that resonate with me are what Melanie talks about. The badass, the boss, and the goddess. And she also added another one, but I'm going to talk about those three. Um, For me, that was one of the big things that was messing me up. Because so the badass. Oh, shoot. I don't even remember which is which. I might say these in the wrong order, but you'll get the point. So the badass is like. The person who does things like you sit and you do and make things happen and you're like doing, 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 doing. The boss is like planning what needs to be done. It's like a mixture of the badass and the goddess. And I could be mixing up badass and boss. But so then this one is like you're using part of you is the badass still because you're planning and you're writing things down. and You're doing things. And part of you is goddess because you are sitting in that energy of planning. So it's like a mixture, right? And then there's the goddess of just like leaning back into your feminine energy and allowing things to happen and allowing things to come to you. And I wasn't like, if you don't have use all of those equally, then it'll mess you up. Like if you're sitting in badass energy and you're going, 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 you're going to burn yourself out. You can't do that. If you're sitting in the boss energy and you're just planning and planning and planning, but you're not doing and you're not sitting back and allowing things to come, nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's going to go anywhere because you can plan all you want. You can sit and you can write out everything you want to do, everything that you want to make happen. But if you don't make it happen, it's not going to do anything for you. And if you're not sitting in your goddess energy, you're not embracing the feminine in you, which is women. We have to embrace that feminine side to attract things to us. So it's, that's what's made a really big difference in me achieving what I want, because I have like one day a week, I'll sit in my boss energy and I'll plan out everything and I'll figure out what I want to do that week or however long I want to plan it out for what I think will help make it help improve things. But then like most of the week I'm in my badass energy where I'm making things happen. I'm doing things. I'm posting on social media. I'm editing things. I'm doing things to lead towards where I want to be because I took that day to plan them. And then I always have Sundays. I, well, it's been different lately because I've been editing. I've been trying to figure out a balance, but normally Sundays is my day to sit in my goddess energy and I'll do like face masks and I sit and relax and like journal and do all this. So I have a day where I'm sitting in my feminine energy and soaking that in. And I think that balancing those energies has made such a difference in my life because 
like you can't sit in either if you're sitting goddess all the time you're not doing anything you're just sitting there your life is not improving so you have to really take all of those into account and that's how you make things happen and that's how you make your dreams come true and become who you want to be yes love that love the breakdown i love how you explain how they each work for you because that's what we're trying to do is create the life that we want by tapping in to these energies i like that you mentioned women being the receiver and the goddess energy because women we're literally built to be receivers right mm -hmm. sexually no matter how you look at it like it's who we are so if you imagine tapping in as a woman to what you're built and born to do you can really attract a lot of things so that's part of the journey that i'm really enjoying is tapping more into being able to energetically align with some things um, but also just balancing those three archetypes like you said you can't be in any one any too long and i feel like i've stayed in either the goddess or like the boss stage a lot of my times i haven't had a lot of doing doing comes hard as a projector i admire mm -hmm. Brittany because this girl is a doer <laughs> you would think you have generator energy but she's actually a projector and so that's one of the things I'm looking to have more balance in, in 24 mm -hmm. going forward as I plan, is more of the badass energy, more of the doer, a little bit more of that masculine in that sense, just of doing, not masculine right. in the wounds of the masculine, because I have held on to a lot of those, but just tapping in and really making things happen. Yeah, for me, it's the goddess, because I am planning all the time, I'm doing all the time, but I have to make sure to find time for myself to sit in that goddess energy. And I think that's why I've struggled a lot the last month when my kids are home all the time. I don't take that. I'm always a mom. I'm always doing things. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. they go for the weekend, I really focus on myself and stuff. And I think that's what makes me feel like I'm like having a hard time because I'm not tapping into that goddess energy. And I've realized in the last year that it actually is hard for me to be in the goddess energy because like in the men that I've dated and been around in my life, I've never had someone who they are so in their masculine energy and leading that it allows me to be in my feminine energy. And yes. so I'm constantly the one doing everything. And so in this last yeah. year, I dated someone who allowed me to be in my feminine energy. He made me feel safe. He made me feel protected when he is yes. telling me like things that he thinks that I need to do differently. Like he, just recently, he told me I was working too hard and I needed to like take a step back because I'm going to burn myself out. And like, mm -hmm. I knew that myself, but that's because I have always had to do that for myself and bring myself into that masculine energy. But everything that he says just makes me like take a step back and allows me to be treated like I am a woman who like, you know, yes. I just I've never experienced that. And it's yes. been hard for me um, just because I. I have a hard time like even like in dating i'm always the one like reaching out and like because I've, I've been used to that of people who don't give me any effort back and so uh, having someone who's allowing me to tap into that has been it's made me realize that it's a wound that i need to heal and that it's something that i need like i'm not going to be in the right relationship and find the right person until i learn how to allow myself to embrace my feminine energy and allow other yes. people to take some of that off of me so i don't have to be so yes. masculine all the time yes yes so love that i think that's going to resonate with a lot of women out there 
because it's hard. You don't necessarily always want to be in that masculine, but as a mom, right, the mothering is actually a masculine energy I've learned. And so, yeah, it's, I saw a lot of that in myself, especially as a single mom. And you're like, I always got to be in this energy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, of like doing and taking care and like, you know, guiding the kids and all the things. So I'm glad that you really, you know, took a second to let people know what that's like for you. Yeah. And I never would have even realized that that was something that I struggled with. Had someone else not made it so that I felt safe to be in that energy and realized like, whoa, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it kind of like scared me a little bit, but I'm like, this is how I'm supposed to feel when I'm dating someone. And I have never felt this before. And it's strange and so now like and i feel it it's crazy to me because when my kids leave i literally feel the weight come off of my shoulders like nothing changes they leave and i'm like see ya but i like there's just like something about you when you're with your kids where you're constantly like you have to protect them you have to know where they are at all times even when they're upstairs in their room it's not the same as when they leave the house and if they're at their friend's house, it's not the same as when they were with their dad. Because if they're at their friend's house, I'm still, they could call me at any second and I need to go get them. Or I need to make sure that they're safe. I need to know where they're at. Like, it's not just about them being in my presence. It's about when they're with their dad, he takes that over. And he's the one that yeah. has to feel that. And I get yeah. to just, I literally, I feel it come off my shoulders when they leave. It's so strange. I'm instantly more relaxed. It's just because I'm taking off the mother hat. And yes. I feel just like I can really relax so even like subconsciously even when you're not sitting there being a parent and like teaching them and like the things that you really have to do even if they're in a different room and you're journaling that energy is still there somewhere in you of your being a mom Mm. in this moment love 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 that your perspective on it tell me about goddess day you said Sundays are usually your goddess day and yeah. I heard that term recently as well. And I'm like, ooh, what is this I need to be I doing? Love. I just, it's really a day where I refuse to do anything normally. Like, I won't open my computer and work on things that I need to work on. Like, I try to ooh. make sure that, like, sometimes it's just watching movies all day. Sometimes I'll go to, like, Trader Joe's and get myself some flowers and get some snacks that I want and then go to a bookstore. Like, so it's not always just sitting home and watching movies, but a lot of the time it is because I'm exhausted and I just want to sit at home. But I'll, like, take a shower and I'll make sure to do a face mask and I'll, like, plan out my week. Like, not in a way of, like, planning, but, like, in a way of, like, what I'm going to do for myself love this week. And I just really focus on, like, my and that is a little bit more of the boss energy but it's still like i don't have to be 100 percent goddess all day but the majority of the yeah. day i am and i it's just t- taking a step back and not letting myself do like yesterday when my kids left i wasn't expecting them to leave until tomorrow and he just mm-hmm. happened to pick them up from school so all of a sudden i was like oh my gosh i don't have anything so I literally, I put my phone away. I put my computer away, like on the other side of the room so I didn't get tempted to open it. And I just sat and watched a movie and it was the first time, I swear in like a month that I have felt like I could just like let my brain turn off and relax because mm-hmm. I've been working too much and I've been just like yeah. doing too much. And so I didn't post very much on social media. I didn't like really mm-hmm. do anything except just sit and it like filled me up. I just feel so much better. Like it's so important to take time to do those things where it doesn't have to be anything big. You don't have to do 
a whole big like take a bath and have bubbles and like it doesn't have to be this huge thing it just needs to be where you're turning off your badass and your boss energy so you're not planning you're not doing you're just sitting and allowing yourself to sit in that energy of not doing you know and just whatever makes you happy whatever fills you up that makes you feel good when you're at home some people like they might want to garden and stuff and that can be their goddess energy still because that's what they enjoy and it's not something where they're like i gotta do this i gotta do this if you're pulling the weeds because you got to get the weeds pulled that's not goddess energy if you're out there clipping your flowers and trying to make it look beautiful and create like this beautiful yard then that's goddess energy because you're enjoying the beauty in it and you're just doing it for the fun and enjoyment of it of something that makes you happy rather than I have to get this done before tomorrow or I'm not going to have time to do it like those are two very different energies love that I'm definitely going to put that in my repertoire I like how you explain just letting go because I think we don't especially if you're working full-time and you got kids and all the hobbies and all the things right you just you do go and so I like that idea of just nothingness and sitting with yourself for at least one day out of the week if possible half a day however much time you can carve I really like that of just being like I'm gonna not do (laughs) you know and it also makes it like it's easier for me to go 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 the rest of the week because I had a day to just sit and reflect on myself and then I know I can push through a week and then I have another day of sitting in my goddess energy whereas if i don't have like the day of like being in my goddess energy i burn out because i'm constantly going and going and going and then i end up i don't want to do anything and i just completely shut down and i stop doing all the things that mean a lot to me because i haven't been taking that time to focus on like this day is the day to be in my goddess energy so the rest of the week i can go because otherwise I'm trying to fit goddess energy into every day and then every day when I get off of work I don't want to keep going I don't want to go to the gym I don't want to do all these things because I need some time to sit and turn off my brain but if I give myself that time to turn off my brain then it doesn't feel like I need it through the rest of the week and I can get a lot more done I love that and actually as I listened to you you sparked something else right for how I can make it applicable to me and I think having a day for me of badass energy, right? Since that's the one that I struggle with is the doing mm-hmm. and the executing. Um, I think that would be nice. So I'm going to yeah. kind of explore and play around with just dedicating some days, especially because I have the free schedule where I can play around with that and mm-hmm. really just trying to tap into certain things. Something I really became really intentional about this week too is as I'm creating and working on the things with myself, doing it around the moon cycles and like, what can I create on this moon? So right now the moon is in Aquarius and I am an Aquarius. So I've been trying to be intentional yesterday and today to really create the things. But that's one of the things that I struggle with is I'll go zero to a hundred on things and then I burn out quick and just having that consistency i'm sure i've mentioned it in previous podcasts but that's something i'm working on for myself is being consistent in certain areas and i think playing around with having days for doing things can really help me you know Mm -hmm. like this is the day i'm just gonna do because like i said for me i'm kind of the opposite i'm always in goddess energy like i'm a projector bitch (laughs) 
come into my orbit. Like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes so much sense so, yeah. because that used to be what I struggled with too. I used to not do anything. And so that was the first step I had to take. And back then I had a day for my badass energy and it was on Saturdays. I would do, film all of my content, edit all of the videos. Like I did everything on Saturday because my kids weren't here. And so I took that day to do everything mm-hmm. because then the rest of the week, I would just, I would have all of my content made. And I would just post through the week and it didn't feel as hard to me because I took that day to really do all of that. Yeah. And that's what got me yes. like more in like, being able to do it because I learned how to do it that way because I spent the time taking the dedicated time to learn how to do those things. But then eventually it became so easy to me that now I just like, I don't edit in one day. I do it like throughout the week, whatever I want to post that day, I edit that day. And I just do it through the Mm -hmm. week because I've gotten so used to it. It's not hard for me anymore. But when it was hard for me, I did it all in one day because I pushed myself to get it done. So I think like I used to be exactly where you're at. And now it's just that I need to focus on the goddess because I overcompensated. So we yeah. just go through different stages of our life of different things. And the thing that you need to focus on will change. So you just got to do what yeah. works right for you. Show up in the way that you can show up and just get better all the time. Just always getting better. Yeah. Yes. I think something that came up for me that I've kept to heart is Nothing is ever going to be a hundred percent balanced at all times. Like it's just not possible. It's not going to be, I got A's across the board. I'm juggling all the balls at once. Right. And I'm on a unicycle and I'm singing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the point is the journey and the working and the doing and realizing and bringing that awareness when something is feeling out of aligned, especially if it's severely feeling out of a line yeah and so I like that you mentioned that and brought that up like it's just different stages different right this is what you're aware of now hey I want to tap into goddess energy right is more of what kind of coming up so I think just us having that constant awareness what Mm -hmm. what part of me is feeling like it's out of balance and how can I bring that into alignment right you know yep and that's I mean that's what we're always doing always figuring out that's how we figure out how to be better we notice where we need to improve and then we focus on that and then what we need to improve will change and then we focus on that and that's how we've become just amazing people yay all right well i think that's all i have yeah me too. we had a lot this week we did <laughs> we went for a while I, was but... it up. I couldn't wait i was trying not to text you <laughs> about the things yeah. i'm like but i just want to talk about it all I when i see her <laughs> me too it stops me from saying things to you all the time so i'm like we got to talk about it when we film it but this was a good yeah. week i'm really grateful that we have been able to do that together i'm super excited right now i'm gonna go pick up my pictures i when you mentioned that the next one's a vision board i was thinking maybe i would wait but i think i'm gonna go get my pictures and then i'll focus on the vision board stuff and later today yeah so i'm gonna I put together my board yeah. i'm excited Maybe I'll just post it. I'll just post it so I don't have to show it next week. Like, I'll show it, but also I'll just post a picture. Yay. I used the Canva template for mine and created a digital one. I had to whittle my 467 pictures all the way down to, like, 20 and try to do it. It was so hard. And then as I'm looking in the group at different vision boards, 
another lady had like a full digital vision board for each month. And I'm oh. like, dang it, I should have did that. Hers is so much cooler. Yeah. That's okay. I had to Next whittle time down you do it, you're gonna cut know. out all the moments. Yeah. I love that. But that's a good thing, I think, like going forward is like do that every month. Every month, like figure out what you want to do and like reevaluate all of that. And that's how I mean that helped me a lot. There was a few months that I didn't do it, and now those are the months I didn't get very much done. So yeah. it just helps stay yeah. in that min- mindset of learning from your month and then taking forward what you want and releasing what you don't every month. It doesn't have to, you don't have to wait for a new year. Some people like, I see so many people post like, well, it's been a couple days. This isn't my year 2025. That'll be my year. And I'm just like, I know it's, it's a joke, but I don't even think like, I wouldn't want to put that out there at all because that's like in your mind and you don't have to wait for another year. Like tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow yes. you can change. Tomorrow you can do better. Yes. It doesn't have to be, well, this year is done. Let's try again next year. Like, that's not how you grow through life. That's how you just live through life. So, love it. I feel yeah. empowered already. Yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited next week to have more to talk about about planning our year and how we go through that process. It'll be fun. Yay. It will. We're gonna have so much. If we had this much today, y'all can just imagine yeah. how much and how many breakthroughs we'll be having. I love that we're doing this together, mm-hmm. um, and I love our calls. Yeah, so me too. This is my time to check in each and every week. I look forward to it so so much. Yeah, and just giving you some appreciation there. Thanks for keeping us close, even though I'm far. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. And last week really made me realize how much it means to me. Because we did do an episode last week, but I had so many technical issues that I was just so frustrated the whole time. And we had someone else. So we had like a topic that we were like sticking to and talk. So it wasn't like us taking the time to really catch up and talk. So even though it was beautiful, other than the technical issues, and I enjoyed it, it's not the same as when we talk and we get to catch up. And like, I just think that our friendship is just, it's super powerful. It's really amazing. And I love that people get to see that. And I, it makes me feel really good. I was so excited for this week because it feels like we, it's been like two weeks and yeah, it, I, I was excited. I appreciate you a lot. Yay. All right. Well, I guess that is it ladies and gentlemen. So thanks for tuning in to manifest her. Once again, I am Nikki Dimitri and that's Brittany Lee. Catch us. I don't know. Just <laughs> I thought I had something clever. We will see you next Tuesday at now I lost my train of thought. What time do we post? I've been trying to say it in Nine? Eastern time because that's Nine? what most people think of. It's one mountain standard time, so three Eastern. So next Tuesday at three interest Eastern. What is wrong? Good thing it's the end of the thing because now I can't speak. Um, yeah. Tuesdays. We'll see you next week. Catch us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. <Catch> <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>